This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. They wouldn't just put recording. Recording. Yeah. But it doesn't when matter because we're here. What? I just said we're live. Yee yee. Here we are. Episode 185 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network, which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook. Go to Instagram at black box cages go on their website blackboxcages.com uh and then you need to buy yourself fill that card up with a bunch of really awesome stuff be it a cage be it a rack and then you need to at the discount code section put in thn and save yourself a little bit of money and then you're going to get those racks and you're going to get those cages and it'll change your life it might it it might be magical it, it, it might there's no might about it it, it is magical i mean like a like a spiritual thing. I don't I don't know. Spiritual awakening to reptile keeping. Yeah. Honestly, it really is. Changed my life forever. And then hey, if you're feeling particularly spiritual about making your food magical, then you get some of Steve Snakesbury venom hot sauce. You buy the whole set. You put it on everything. And then when you're out, you buy more. And then you do that again. And again, and again. And when you do that, you're helping Steve with his operation in terms of educating the public. He does a lot of talks and and things like that. Um, Public outreach, I guess, is what you would consider that. And then he has animals that he helps relocate. Uh, He takes in animals that that people can't, you know, take care of or handle. And uh, he does some, some relocations and removals as well. So if you get that Venom hot sauce, you are helping... Steve Kennedy, do the good Lord's work. And uh, if we get enough people to buy that hot sauce, I'll make Jake drink an entire bottle of it in one go. Dealer's choice. I'll do it. Get a whole thing. I'll drink a whole bottle. Maybe not in one go, but. No, it's got to be one go. Like, you can't stop. Yes. Drips out, doesn't it? Or is that like a whole. We'll figure. We'll figure something out. We'll make it work. Okay, if you buy no, no no okay, and this is true. If you buy a rack and a whole thing of hot sauce, and then send us a video you licking the hot sauce off the rack or cage. I will drink a whole bottle of the hot sauce. You know what's gonna happen is Keller's place. Keller is gonna do that now. You, you can't already have a black box cage though. If you already have one, then you just buy the sauce, it doesn't count. I don't know if Keller does. But oh, I think yeah. now he's going to. Hey, if he doesn't, man. You underestimate. Oh, oh yeah, I don't underestimate Keller. I'm kind of regretting that now you brought up Keller. But, hey, I mean, if it happens, it happens. My bowels will be free. So, the only bright side of that situation. Hmm. I'll do it, though. Do it, do it for the snakes. Do it for the community. For the kids. Do it for the kids. For the children. Kids with the snakes. Uh, what is new over on your side of town? 
Uh, Any more breeding action? I think one of my... I think I have a gravid carpet. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet. She's acting real funny. Um, always hiding, kind of staying away, secluded, not really doing much moving. So I think she might be going into a pre-lay, maybe, possibly. We'll see. Um, the other girl has eaten twice. Um, so I'm kind of guessing she's not going to go. If we get some, we're supposed to get some rain next week, so I may throw the mail back in with her. Um, Do it. Go a little late. Um, other than that, I was gonna cool colubrids out because it's been pretty warm here. I've been kind of just letting them sit in the dark, but it's supposed to drop again next week. Why are you shaking your head? It's just the irony. Wow, oh, yeah, that you were waited. telling me how you were gonna wait and then well, see, I also down waited. for a month and then I waited and too it's like long. winter's already gone, dude. It's 80 here. Yeah, and it's supposed to drop again next week. It's supposed to get down to like the 40s and stuff next week. Um, but the problem is I fucked up and I waited too long. I was supposed to put them in at the end at the beginning of January, but at the beginning of January it was really cold. So I waited and then it got to the end of January and it was okay. So I went and stuck them in there. They were in there for about a solid four or five weeks of cold and then it's just hot now. I mean, that may have been enough. You'll, you'll just yeah, I think it'll probably have been enough for the southern stuff, like the white oaks and the Florida pines. I don't know about my bulls, my Texas bull snakes, Brewster County stuff. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna put them together anyways. But I may wait because it, it is supposed to get cold next week, and may give them another week. But then again, I also don't know if, like, being warm for a week is going to – I should just pull them out. If, like, getting warm and cold again. It's probably confusing as shit. I feel bad for them because it happens even here, like, in the closet sometimes. We get that one week of, like, warmer weather, and it's probably, like, 70 but in there, maybe. You also and have to think. You also like, have to think. That's what happens outside. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like if anything, it might be somewhat natural to them because you're going to have hot days in the winter and then it's going to drop again, you know, and I don't know. I might just pull them out. Now I'm paranoid. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but other well, than that, weather is approaching and we have some stuff to send out. Um, what county are the is that trio with orange scrubs again? McMullen. That's right. Yeah, we had the the raffle drawing Monday, and of course I was like, "These are." And I was like, "Wait a second, I don't remember what county they were." <laughs> I was like, "It's either Brewster, or Nueces, or one of those ones in that in that yeah. general area." And I, I gave I you like the it. whole rundown. On I them. know you're like, I think they're up to size for breeding. They're literally all three of them are proven breeders. I don't <laughs> that male look had clutches for both of them. <laughs> there was I had a lot to to do that evening. Okay. I had to write down winners and then I had to organize shipping and make sure everyone was getting in contact with one another to get their stuff. I still got a message uh Casey at Cold uh, Studio Cold Cold Blood Studio and get the the Akistron on art I won. I haven't even done that yet. Oh, that's right. You won something, you little cheater. I'm not a cheater. cheater Everyone cheater. that won all that stuff did it fair and square. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, it was good. Um, Brendan won some stuff. He was actually one of like three people that won multiple things. Yeah, I was about to say you won like two or three things, didn't you? So, what'd you get? What'd you win? Cave geckos is what he yeah, got. Uh, the trio of cave geckos and then that that awesome leopard gecko from Par. Dope. Which is cool because I have her sister right over here. So it oh, really? <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, dude, you're going to love the cave geckos. I'm really glad you won those. I've been wanting them for a while. So dude, it's... they're so easy. You're not going to see them a lot, but... They're so easy. The only reason they I didn't keep them is because they were not doing well in my room. It was too hot in here. Yeah, this room's too hot. They're not even they're not even in my room. They're in my bedroom, like stacked oh. in a corner. Yeah, no. And they like they like it like that, man. Mid seventies, possibly even a little in the lower end. They're they're golden. That's perfect. They'll go great with the cat geckos then. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm super glad you you won those. You're gonna love them. Oh yeah, I'm stoked. Definitely no better person for them to go to, so. Or come from. What are you drinking? What is that? Um, vodka and Pepsi. Oh. Pepsi is, is, is a drink that I, I cannot possibly see any alcohol working with. I'm sorry. It's just too, it's it's hardly too any different from too Coke. much. It's very different. Nah. They're vastly different drinks. I don't drink a lot of soda as it is. I'm mostly just like, I didn't have any juice because that's normally what I cut my liquor with now. Is juice. You didn't have any Admiral Nelly? I've cut back on the Addy Nell because I've gotten, as I'm sure everybody can tell, I've gotten a little chubby recently. So I'm trying to cut some calories out and have one else and have a lot more calories in it. So vodka it is. Whatever does the job. It would be yeah um so i put some corns together good. good um i know i don't know if i mentioned it on the last thp or not but i lost that female blood red pied you didn't mention it but i actually meant to message you about that because i saw that in group chat and that hurt my heart yeah yeah that sucked um so sort of as a as a a pivot in terms of that plan. I paired that male, the, the blood red pied male with the ghost tesser female. Um, Could be a good pairing. Just, I, yeah, I think it will be, um, especially if I end up, which I mean, I will be, I plan to be, I won't say I will be for sure, but I plan to, because we all know how, how that works when you, when you have plans for things and then you just get that swift kick in the nuts. Um, Cards. Yep. Uh, hold on to like keep some holdbacks, raise those up, and I think what those would produce, you know, would be really interesting. So it's um, the male is pied blood red, the other one's a ghost tessera. Yep. So pied is recessive. Kinda pied's pied's an odd one. So the pied seems to only, from what I've understand, is the pied really only shows up when you breed it with other pieds, like visuals. It's but weird. Not, it's, it, but they don't throw all pie. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Basically, I'm trying to keep that that line and that that project alive. And yeah, since I'm trying to do Castagna stuff as well, uh, I paired my Castagna Motley male. He's with the original Ladies Island female. 
Uh, and the only reason I did that instead of him going to that ghost Tessera girl was just because I, I don't think I want Tessera in there just yet in that mix. Um, because Tessera being sort of like, it, you know, like mask in terms of an incomplete dominant and stuff. It, um, it's, if you don't want it in the mix, once it's there, like there's kind of no getting it out in a sense. So I will like to, I would like to tie Tessera into things eventually, but I think right now I just, I want more hets and I want to sort of diversify what I have gene wise with that morph in particular, because I have those other five, um, Castania emails from Eric Westmoreland. I have that new male Castania from Kasiki. Uh, and then I have the Mandarin female, which is Castania Amel, which looks really freaking cool. Like that's all those babies I got from Westmoreland are, are het Amel. So the, uh, the Mandarin thing, I definitely plan on pursuing more and tying into things because it's just such a good looking good looking gene especially as the animals grow and shed and stuff and that's one of the things i love about corns man is just like they really do seem to get better with age unlike a lot of other species where they just kind of dull out and it's like these mandarins man they look more and more nuclear with every shed it's just insane funny you bring that up me and harry just the other day were talking about how a lot of like rat snakes in general especially like locality stuff they just get better you know, the bigger he's, his mom's got just this massive golf, golf hammock rat. And he said it's 10, like 10 years old, but that thing's still just like yeah. late gray, you know, just looks amazing. You know? And it's, I think it goes for a lot of rat snakes, corn snakes included. Like mm -hmm. they just get better, you know, with age and they don't stop getting better, you know? Um, well, it is interesting. Is, so is Castagna incomplete dominant or is that? No, it's, it's recessive. Oh, it is recessive. recessive. Um, yeah. Which I, I have a sort of a theory that with morphs like that, that, you know, I think Terrazzo is another one, like they didn't get a ton of time spent. Like there wasn't a ton of people that were like, man, this morph's really cool. I think I'm going to, I'm going to work on it more. I think because you didn't see those, first generation results like you do with Tessera and, and some of that other stuff that people just didn't want to wait. You know, they didn't want to have to wait three years to breed stuff back and, and things like that. And so it just kind of got sidelined by a lot of people. Um, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a nice morph and it's, I like the subtlety of it, but there's also a lot of variation. Like even in those babies from Westmoreland that I have, there's some that are like the contrast and the oranges on the neck are just, bright 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 like radiation levels of, of bright and then i have some that look like ghosts like yeah. really weird and, washed out it's just such interest it's an interesting interesting gene and they look completely different as babies yeah it's kind of crazy how much they change just yeah. within the first like two sheds because yeah. when i got when i when you when eric posted those on morph market like you saw the pictures and it just kind of looked like an annery baby yeah and then I got them, and then those sheds happened, and it was like, dude, you should have waited until these things shed because these would have sold in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, damn, you know. So. Why don't you take this Hernando County corner I got? Come on in, just braid. Do do what with it? Braid it. I don't know. It's still small. Maybe. I don't know. Come we'll on, see. Man. You know you want it. <laughs> But speaking of rat snakes and people who love them, especially bears, 
We're joined this week by Mr. Brendan Meyer of BM Exotics. Yo. Right there in the middle. He's also a black box guy. Yeah. yeah. What's happening? Not much, man. Just hanging out. How are you guys? Busy. Good. I feel that. It's weird. I worked day shift today for the first time in like 10 years. So I'm normally really? a guy. So I'm usually still at work. It's, it's weird. What's How late do you normally work? What's a night shift for you? Well, I do normally like noon to 8, Monday uh, through Friday. So, But I cut out about 5 today. So it was nice to leave when the sun was still up. <laughs> right? Dude, that's how it was for me when I left the cigar shop. Like getting like 9 to 5, it was like, oh my God, I have so much time left in my day. So yeah, I can do so much stuff. Yeah, I can actually true. hang out and chill before we eat dinner, and I'm not like eating as I walk in the door. Like, whole new world. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, you don't realize how nice it is because I, at my day job, I work six thirty to three, and I never realized how nice that was until I got my second job, door. I work from like six thirty at my day job, and I don't get off to like nine nine thirty at my night job and then it's just like go right to bed when i get home and it sucks now i'm like dude i miss getting off at just three and just having the day to do whatever i wanted <laughs> yeah i had to actually wake up early well 8 a.m which is early for me you know today and it was that's why uh i got the monster so you guys, you guys yeah yeah <laughs> so good yeah dude i miss those man those white monsters they just they tasted so good the best. I, don't even know, I don't even know what flavor it's supposed to be i don't, even, I don't think anybody knows no. it's delicious just sex that's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the flavor it's amazing i love it but i no longer drink caffeine like at all so i'm working there man slowly what's that i'm working my way there very slowly it's it's difficult man like i barely i rarely even drink soda with caffeine in it now man because like i just with all my heart problems i just yeah cut it out completely you know and i recently just quit smoking too like vaping everything so that's good still use these nicotine pouches but i'm tobacco free for the first time in like 10 years good man yeah Bigger things, bigger things. How do y'all live? They'll get my nicotine, but he's sitting there doing this, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no tobacco, no caffeine. Just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. yeah. But another news, Mr. Brendan. Brendan, tell, tell us about. BM Exotics, how you got going? How you got into reptiles, as much or as little as you want? Let's get into it. Yeah, man. So uh, I feel like my start is a little bit different than a lot of people. A little bit, not much. So my dad was a over-the-road truck driver, like, the whole time I was growing up, right? So he would leave Sunday night. He'd be back Friday night. And when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, He'd come back Friday and he'd have a, a deli cup with like a corn snake that he found from some dude in Texas when he unloaded, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So I had like corns, rat snakes, green anoles, just like your typical, your typical pet reptiles growing up. 
uh, he's really the one who got me into it uh, as deep as I am. And then I kept those just like as pets till maybe 10 or 12 years old. And then uh, my parents ended up splitting. I moved in with my dad and then it was like balls of the wall. I could pretty much do whatever I wanted animal wise. So I, I went crazy and got like, I had like 30 or 40 ball pythons and a, a big five foot Savannah monitor that was a puppy dog and Holy shit. a wild caught mangrove monitor because you can just buy those on Craigslist back then. <laughs> so it was a, it was kind of a free for all for a while, man. I was just trying out different stuff to see what stuck and what I liked and didn't like. So I did that for a few years and then I, I got out of reptiles completely and, and got into the, the party thing for, for a few years there, like many of us do. Oh yeah. Wait, are they, are they not the same? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, after that, I, I kind of stopped drinking. I got the cars. And then I, I just went down the rabbit hole of drift cars and all that fun stuff for, for a few years. And then I ended up buying this place. And that was three years ago, four years ago. And then within the four years, I have everything I have now. So that's awesome. Uh, it's been an in and out kind of deal, but I found what I like and I'm, I'm here to stay now. So weird and random question. How old are you? Uh, I am 28. 28. Okay. Yeah. I figured you're around my age. You're a little older than me, but yeah, I know, I know where you were with that. Cool, man. So what, where, is, what is now? Yeah. What's the, what's the current, current so collection? Now is, I mean, it's a lot smaller than it was a few months ago. <laughs> I've sold a lot of stuff. Uh, so now it's mostly, well, actually, it's all coastal carpets. Um, I have a trio of bears. And then I have a absolute shit of geckos. <laughs> so everything, cat geckos. I have oidura. I have leopard geckos. Uh, I have Coleonics. I have I have a little bit of everything. So nice, man. Yeah, it's fun. You're dabbling in a little bit of everything with the snakes too for a little while there, weren't you? Yeah, I had coastals, uh, jungles, the IJs from you. Uh, Did you move those, by the way? Huh? Did you move those? Uh, so I had a. This is a weird story. I had a kid hit me up. He's in Wisconsin, and he bought almost everything I had for sale. Wow. I'm delivering. I'm going to be like Santa Claus at Tinley. I'm going to have just a big bag of snakes for this dude. So, <laughs> yeah, I had a little bit of, uh, a little bit of everything carpet wise. Um, I may have some brettles coming this year, possibly from a, a mutual friend of all of ours. I won't, I won't give too much information on that yet, but it's going to be awesome. So nice, man. Yeah. Cool. So you're what? You're the best. <laughs> yeah, they are cool. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, I can't say I miss brettles, but they are they are cool. I appreciate them for what they are. For sure. Mine was kind of a dick though, so that might, <laughs> <laughs> that might play a part. Um. So what made you? So for a while there, you were kind of just snakes, and you kind of got a few geckos. Then it was like. Boom, geckos. So, like, why the switch? Is it like, like, kind of like a, kind of like a home, homeward type of thing? Like, kind of going back to the roots deal, or like, why, why'd you, why'd you switch so hard? 
That's exactly what it was. So I, I bred crested geckos for the first time. I think I was like 12 or 13 or something like that. So I, I had I had a nice group of whatever it was, 10 or 12 crested geckos at the time. And then I've always, I don't know, I always want to get back into geckos, but I didn't just want to do the crested gecko thing because that's what everybody, you know, it's either crested or leopard geckos. So I got the, I'm trying to think what I got first. I think I got the Oedura from Gran first. And then as soon as I opened the box, man, it was just like, it just, it hooked me right in. So it was the nostalgia factor at first. And then as I started keeping them and just like sitting back, watching them do their thing, they're just, they're so cool, man. They're just fun to watch. Snakes are cool to have, but they just kind of sit, they kind of slither around a little bit. But geckos, man, I have some that are just crazy little bastards and they're just fun to watch. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, it's been really cool seeing you like kind of progress with the geckos, man. It's yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of fun. You pretty much did what I did with colubrids, but with geckos. Exactly, yeah. Hair, and I was like, I need all of them, <laughs> you know. And I was starting to go down the colubrid rabbit hole, but I had to, I had to exnay that thing. Yeah. So, do you still have your Barrett's though? Yeah, there. Uh, two of them's in there, and then I have one over here in a rack. Okay, cool. So I kept the the vivid line beards from Connor. I got she's in there. Uh, the male from Justin's in there with her, and then the female Justin spent over there in Iraq. Nice. So I just got the trio now. I had uh, six, I think, six or seven of them, and then I sent all of them to well, besides the trio, I sent them all to my buddy Preston. So nice man. We got into them pretty heavy, so. I sent him his way. It's always good to have friends that keep a lot of different stuff, you know, especially like, you know, us, we all kind of, at least a lot of us in our little clique, you know, we keep a lot of the same stuff. So it's like, you just want something gone. There's somebody you can hit up be like, Hey man, I'll either just send these to you or make you a deal, you know, whatever, and get them out the door, you know, quick. And, and then so, if you ever want to, if you ever want a baby back, you know where to go, you know? Yeah, so exactly. It's about great. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, no, man. I love keeping. I love keeping things in the in the family. Yeah, for, for sure. You know, and because, dude, me, I haven't had to with the network of people we have now. I don't think I've sold a snake to any just like random person. You know, yeah. like I always hit up everybody first. I'm like, hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? I might ask ten people, but somebody usually is like, yeah, dude, please. <laughs> like, you know. So. It works out. It works out good. I like keeping stuff close. You know, I like to know where all my are, even if I didn't produce it. You know, especially if I produced it. But I always like to know where everything. Yeah, two of my my better looking coastals are going to Billy, just because I want them as close by as possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What was the initial initial draw to carpets? So I actually tried to find this guy's YouTube channel earlier. I, I can't find it for the life of me, but I followed a guy on YouTube years ago who was in Canada, I believe. And he had just like two or three carpets and he would just do videos on his carpets. And I was just addicted to this guy's YouTube channel. So I, I, I go to my dad and I'm like, yo, can we, uh, can we look into getting some carpets? You know, and he was asking your typical, how big do they get? Are they nice? Are they mean? And back then they were, Oh, you know, it's a 10 to 13 foot snake that's going to bite your head off, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
So he's like, uh, he's like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. So that's when I, I went the ball python route then. But I mean, I've been in love with them for, I mean, ever since I can really remember, you know. So I was like, well, as soon as I buy a house, it's the first thing I'm doing is, is buying a carpet. And that's exactly what I did three years ago when I got my first one, uh, the red tiger jag I have over here. Nice. And then as soon as she showed up, man, it was, it was balls to the wall. And I just, I went too deep, too fast, which I'm sure we can get into. Uh, yeah, it happens uh, very quickly. It happens to everybody, man. It does. Yeah. And it got rough there for a little while. So. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've even sort of every it's, it's an ebb and flow thing. I think everyone goes through the phases of like going hard on stuff. And then you kind of look, and you're like, I have entirely too much stuff. And then you kind of cut back and then the cycle sort of can like starts over again, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause I, I mean, there's even not that long ago. I remember walking into my room being like, I have entirely too many corn snakes, but I, I like all of them too much to get rid of them. Like they're all, I have plans for all of them at some point. Like, there might be small and might be three years out from reading, but I'm at least still looking at that and going, I, I want to use you. I just don't know yeah. in what, like it's the whole, it's not necessarily hoarding, but like the pack rat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't want to get rid of something because you're like, I might need it later. Yeah. I might like, I'll, I'll have a use for that at some point. Like I don't want to get rid of it. And it's right. for me, it's, it's that, that very thing, unless it's something that just doesn't fit into those particular projects. Um, you know, then it's kind of one of those things where I can, I can make that decision, but it's tough when you have a lot of stuff and you got to take care of a lot of things, but you also, everything you have is, is very sort of choice and select and, you know, it's, you're just at that point where it's like, you're, you're at that sort of that stalemate of, I need it, you know? Right. Yeah. I was there for a while. <laughs> I feel like I was bringing snakes every week there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Me, it wasn't like every week, but it was like a in bulk type of thing. Yeah. Like I wouldn't get anything for a while. Then I'd get like five, six, seven, you know, different rat snakes, you know, whatever. And I'm honestly like, I'm not going to say I'm at the point now to where I like, I have too much stuff. I definitely have a lot of stuff. It's manageable right now, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, these were kind of an impulse. Maybe I should move them. Like I'm probably going to move a pair of Everglades, Fernando County corn. Cause I want to focus the Everglades more on the County specific stuff that I have. But I also have just like a random pair of Everglades. I got from Dan Parker. Those buckskins are nasty boy. Oh my gosh. Those things are bad, bad to the bone. I don't regret those one bit. <laughs> Those are freaking sweet, man. Dude, Tony's going Daytona this year. If Tony is vending, which I'm sure he is, that's the first table I'm going to. Oh yeah. Oh, I regret not. There was stuff he had last year that I I am kicking myself still for not looking at before I I went and grabbed some of the other stuff I had and and spent my budget. But yeah, dude, Tony always got some freaking fire at daytona man i bought snakes from him two years in a row now first oh, year, yeah first year i went to him i got the buckskins and then the second year i got some south florida yellows from mm -hmm. 
he didn't produce those, but you know, I got them from him, which those are also really nice. I love, um, love yellows, man. Love them. Dude, I will. You want some yellows? I will hook your ass up. Right? You can have some once I produce some. Let me know. Yeah, man. No, they're sweet. Oh, dude, if you like yellows, I got to send you a picture. I just took my, my female Seminole. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Dude, she's like, she's got like purple undertones. Oh. Now, like a really nice faded stripe. Oh, my God, dude. She is perfect. She is perfect. So That's I'm really one of those those species where you wonder what like really really focused line and selective breeding can do because it's like you really I guess at first you might think like how much can you really build upon a yellow snake with black stripes you know but I but I'd be interested because I'll yeah. bet you you could do some really interesting stuff with it. I'm not give away my plans or anything but i've got i got some plans for these yellows man i'm probably gonna hold because they should breed next year i think they're officially on jumbo mice so i think they could probably go next year if i keep them on that site that feeding regimen once a week they'll probably go next year hopefully um but i have a I have a plan with those things hold all the babies back except for you brendan i'll send you some if you want some. But hold everything back as long as I can and then select the ones that I want to keep, move the rest. And, dude, it's – they're going to be killer, dude. Montross is killing it with the Seminoles. He's been working them for a long time. That's where these – I actually got my yellows from Chris Painshop, but they were produced by Montross. And I sent, him, I sent him the picture I took of my female, and he was like, dude, she's perfect. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, she is. I've got a lot of big plans with those. The South Florida yellows are freaking sweet. I have Decurts, which are technically, I think, would be called a yellow type. They're like a southern, they're a southern Key Largo. Mm -hmm. Yellows. Are those growing? Like, are those getting some size on them? Yeah. Because last time I saw them, they were, they were tiny, but that was also like a year ago at least. Yeah, they're still they're still only eating fuzzies, so they're not big, but they finally bigger than what they were when I saw yeah. them last. <laughs> Since they moved to fuzzies, they've they've grown substantially. And dude, I mean ugh, I really like the look of my male. He's got a really faded look to him. They're another one that has like a, this weird purple it is odd. Them. Like they're just different man. They they hold on to you more than any other rats like like they kind of they'll go for a minute but as soon as they like calm down they just wrap you mm -hmm. like wrap around your wrist your finger they grab anything that they can and they don't really go anywhere where a lot of yellows they're just kind of go 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 but dude, yeah. the decurts they're just they're weird man they're they're different than any rat snake i own you know like by far between the grays the yellows the blacks you know, like I've got a little bit of everything, but those Decurts are on a different plane, dude. And they're so, they're probably my favorite rat snakes. You don't I'm have Bairds, though. What's that? You don't have Bairds, though. That's right. Ah, ah, <laughs> I'm just like, I've learned Texas stuff really isn't my thing. Like, you know, I've got some, I got the te some Texas bulls, but as far as Texas rats go, I mean, I say that. I have a couple Texas rides. I still have a pair. The thorn scrubs are leaving. But I have a really nice pair of Emery's and a really cool pair of um, Morris. 
Texas rats that paint shop sent me, but those are like, Oh yeah. I forgot about those. Those are a different kind of black or black rat, a different kind of Texas rat, dude. Those things adult, the adults are like black and red. Dang. Yeah, like, like rust. Yeah. Not rust. I'm like devil red. Like it's, it's weird, dude. <laughs> they're, they're so cool. They don't look like that now. They look kind of like a normal Texas rat now. But, dude, he sent me a picture of the adults. I mean, these things are, like, black with, like, red patterns, like blood. Wow. And they're they're cool. I'm actually pretty excited about those. Um, but, yeah, no, they're cool. But my yellows, yeah, yellows and yellow types will always reign supreme for me, man. I love them. How's that one doing you got at Daytona? So I got three at Daytona. Oh, one, three? I thought you only got the one. No, I actually got three. I was buying a pair, and Tony D was like, dude, just take the other female. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, dude, nobody's going to buy a one yellow rat. He's like, just take. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? You got to tell me twice. Yeah, so I took her too, and as much as I hate to admit it, I had a uh, keeper mishap, and I did not latch the lid all the way. On the one I was buying, like I bought the pair specifically because they looked better. And he gave me the other one that was more on the redder side. And that's not really what I was going for with those. And the female that I bought or for them escaped. And she's, oh, been, no. she's been gone for a long time now. So. Oh, man, that's rough. I, yeah, mistake. coming back. So as much as I hate to admit it, I will own up to my mistakes. I totally, dude, I literally like went to go pick up the lid and it wasn't on all the way. I was like, oh my God, no. And I opened it up, dude. She was gone. The worst part is not knowing how long it had been like that. Yeah. Dude, like That's dude. what always frustrates me so much when I notice something is missing is like, I'm in, I'm in my room all the time. Like how the, like how, how did I not take notice of that like i don't know if it's been gone for 20 minutes or if it's been gone since you know 24 hours when i was in here yesterday morning like just nah dude i searched my room up and down because she was in quarantine in my bedroom where me and my girlfriend sleep so like i looked around for a minute first i took a deep breath i said okay don't panic and she goes a snake got it and i'm like yeah yeah uh I don't think she's coming back. I don't know, man. You'd be surprised. How long has it been? <laughs> it's probably been like two, three months by now. Ooh. It's been a, it's been, oh man, it's been a while. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's gone, gone, but she's not. If she's still in the house, she's not going to be in good shape because you'd burn. also be surprised there. Yeah, because we had a corn missing. I think for like six months when I was a kid. Showed up in the garage one day like it had never left, just chilling. Like a young one? It was probably, if memory serves, it was probably about two years old. Yeah, see, she was more like a year, probably. You know, she wasn't that big. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm willing to own up to my mistakes. At least I didn't lose a rhino. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> But even like the Jansen I though, like the Jansen I being an adult, like that yeah. he was the he was out for like a week at one point. Yeah. And it's like I knew he was in the house somewhere, but no one ever saw him. And my house is not very big, it's like fourteen hundred square feet. Mm -hmm. So I was like, surely someone no one's gonna miss, you know, a four plus foot rat snake just chilling somewhere. Yeah. And I remember like we and uh, you know, 
Ellie was like, Mom, I saw a white snake. And Katie called me and I was like, What are you talking? I don't have a white snake. What are you talking about? She's like, Yeah, she said it was a white snake. She saw it just crawl like into the kitchen or something. And I was like, Yeah, whatever. And then sure enough, like that ended up being what she saw. And we were like, Where'd you see? Like it was just it was bizarre. Like the thing was it was out for a week, and it's just odd that you can have something especially larger hanging out like that and no one see it. You know? I don't know, man. I had a I'll, I'll own up to my mistake too. I just I just found her two days ago, actually. <laughs> I had a ball python. I have a pair of ball pythons. I just yeah. got here just in case someone comes over and wants to hold a snake. It's just like you know, hand yeah, you the rock. Hold this, hold this rock. Yeah, exactly. So I have her in this jumbo AP rack, and the gap is you know this big, and she's an adult spider ball python. And I was actually on a video chat with uh, Chaz. And I went to open the tub because I was going to show him, like, show her off, you know, because she just shed. And I opened the tub, and I was like, maybe she's, like, in her hide. So I opened the hide, nothing. And I was like, shit. He's like, did you eat the snake? I was like, yeah. And I I fed her, I don't know, two weeks before that, and I don't really mess with my stuff like that, you know. So it could have been – she had to have been out for at least a week, week and a half. So I'd come in every night, and uh, my girlfriend's got, like uh, – like vegetables and stuff germating in the snake room because it's the perfect temperature apparently. So, like her sunflowers were knocked over and like everything was smashed. And I was like, she's in the she's in the house. She's in the room. I just <laughs> so I ended up uh, I was up late the other night and I was I was walking down the hallway because the snake room's right next to my bedroom currently, and I walked past the door and I heard something fall. And I was like, she's, she's out roaming. So I, I, I like cracked the door open, turned the light on, and she just like froze and looked at me. I was like, gotcha, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Dude. know how she got out. She's Houdini, man. I don't Dude, know how- it's wild. Dude, probably the weirdest. This is the last escape or we can continue. Um, number one, I do think that rat snake might be gone because that's the problem with small rat snakes. They can get anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. One thing, if if they're you know that big around and you know three four feet long, you know, but this thing was, you know, probably three pencils thick and you know two foot, if that, you know, that thing could, I don't even know. But my weirdest escape story, I'm still looking at the big girl as a big carpet. Like I got her as an adult, she's probably five five and a half foot long, as big as round as my freaking wrist, and I had her in a big because I didn't have a good cage for her yet. It was big enough for her, you know, and I thought it was good enough to hold her in. Uh, and she was in there for weeks. Like, she was fine. And one day I unlatch it and I open it up and she's gone. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? And I'm living with two other guys at the time. And she was gone. And dude, this is a big snake. I'm like, hey, this is no problem. We're going to find her. Yeah. Like, you know, and but she was gone. I couldn't find her anywhere. So I was like, dude, she'll, she'll show up. So one day we're sitting in our living room watching TV and I just hear stuff falling over. I'm like, that's her. So I run into the bedroom and a different snake is out. Like just crawling across my, um, my counter, like knocking over the toothbrush and stuff. I'm like, what the hell? And when I look over and the tubs like slid halfway out. So I start screaming at my buddy. I'm like, were you messing with my snakes? You know, just like 
going off. He's like, dude, I didn't touch anything. I was like, what the hell? So I grabbed that one, put her back in. I look over and I see about, you know, like this much of a tail yeah. going under my dresser. And I'm like, I got you, bitch. So I grabbed her by the tail, <laughs> lifted up my dresser. And what she had done is she went into a rack to get on the heat and opened up another tub and let that snake out. And it was the weirdest. We made it. Yeah. Like, I got you, homie. <laughs> We're home free. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was the weirdest thing I've never had. So now whenever, if something ever gets out, which I actually had one get out right before I moved from like two houses ago, mm -hmm. I had something get out. And the first place I looked was in the racks. And sure enough, I'm looking in the racks. I see a little part of his body in the back of it. So pro tip, if you ever have a snake loose, look in the back of your racks if you have heat going. <laughs> That's the first place I look usually is like yeah. in every level of the racks. Yeah. Rack and then the closet. Yep. It's almost always the closet now for me with that door sweep because yeah. I don't have a door sweep on the closet door, but there's a decent gap there. Yeah. Like almost every time. You know, not that anything has gotten loose uh, in a in a while. Um, it's almost always in the closet, and that closet's an absolute wreck. So it takes me a hot minute to dig through everything and find it. But if if you keep snakes in your bedroom and you have like a dirty clothes hamper, dig through that. I found one time. This was years ago when I was only had a few snakes. One of my corn snakes got out. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, I'm about to dig through my clothes. And I started ripping through all of them. Sure enough, this corn was sitting in between <laughs> a bunch of clothes. And I was like, damn, man. So there's always a few go to places. Closet was a good one. Yeah. I had a ball pipe on it now, and it was just chilling like, on my closet when I looked in there. It was on the shelf, just like staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, good times. Oh yeah, it's always a fun time. Yeah, yeah, no. So I'm worried that rat snake isn't coming back. I hope she does somehow pop up. I don't have high hope. But. So what is what has been the cause of sort of the shift you've had as far as your collection? You know, recently or within the last you know year or so, what's been the main driver behind that? So I'm trying to think how many snakes I had. I think I had 50 or 60 snakes there for a while. And it was with with my job and like all my other stuff that I have going on. It was time was a big, a big factor. I had to take multiple days a week to feed and clean stuff. And then with my job, I go, especially in the summertime, I go out of town a lot. So I'm, I'm gone at a week, you know, a week at a time. And I don't want the girlfriend having to take care of, you know, a hundred snakes while I'm gone during the week, you know, she, she likes snakes, but she's not, she's not in it like we are. So <laughs> she'll take care of them, but she, you know, she probably don't really like it that much. So that, and then I wanted to go bigger cages, more decked out cages. I want to get UVB on everything. Uh, I want to get away from the racks and the tubs and stuff with nothing, nothing against them. I have three of them sitting next to me here, but I want to build So I'm, I'm building two new rooms in my basement, one for the snakes and leopard geckos. And I'm building a, a strict Malaysian gecko room, which is going to be pretty cool. 
I can't I, wait. I wanted to be able to walk in and just like sit and look at everything in their nice cages, all you know, decked out and symmetrical, and everything looks good. And I have OCD, so I, I like everything to match and look good. And so I, that's kind of where I'm headed. But it's a it's a process. So, but let me ask you this: with the switch from, so do you have like less geckos than you had snakes? And I only ask because, in my opinion, lizards always, for me, took up more time than the snakes did. So, yeah. like, is that a, you're more of a, you're, it's easier for your girlfriend to take care of them when you're gone, like, with the geckos? Or is it, like, do you have less geckos you had snakes, and so it's more manageable? I actually have, like, double the geckos than I do snakes currently. <laughs> that <laughs> solidifies my question. As to <laughs> Honestly, man, like, I find the geckos to be, I want to call them easier because like they all eat like roaches. So I have a, a huge bin of roaches here. So I don't have to worry about buying a bunch of mice, a bunch of quail. Cause as you guys know, the roaches price, are cheap. Yeah. The price of stuff <laughs> is astronomical. So I got the hookup on a, a dubia colony that I have going now. And I have like thousands of, of roaches going. So it's easier for her to kind of, grab a, a, a cup out of the cage, fill it with roaches, put the cup back, then thawing out rodents and trying to dangle them in front of the snakes and not get bit because a lot of my snakes are kind of assholes. So it's just, it's easier and it, it gives me peace of mind when I'm not here. Right. Yeah. So are the geckos though, between having to feed multiple times a week and, you know, stuff like that, is that still easier for you on like a personal level with, you know, you know, your work. Cause I, I feel that, you know, working a lot, you know, and having to deal with a lot of animals, I've got around 90 snakes ish, you know, mm -hmm. like that. I don't even know how many, and I definitely see the toll it takes, you know, yeah. I set aside, you know, pretty much all day, you know, three, four days a week mm -hmm. to deal with everything, you know? And so, but like, is it easier to manage the geckos for you on like a personal basis, even having to feed more often and all that? I can actually feed all the geckos quicker than I can all the snakes. I have, I have the system pretty much down nice. and they really only eat. I mean, they don't eat really that much. I feed them two or three times a week usually. So it's not like it's a every day or every other day thing. So it's just the system I have down for the geckos is, is way more solidified than than the snake thing was. Yeah. I think I'm finally getting my, you know, picking up the second job. I have to have a, I never liked having a schedule for stuff because I don't like that. I kind of like to go with the flow, don't feed the same day every week. But now, like, I kind of have to. Yeah. And I think I'm finally getting to that flow of, okay, Thursday's kind of my break between work and the podcast. Friday, I do a little bit. Saturday's my big cleaning day. Sunday's my feeding day. You know, I don't do that. I'm seven days a week now, you know. I'm just <laughs> but it's, I think I finally got my schedule down where everything's good and healthy and yeah, all that. Oh, yeah. Was, was there anything in particular that, that shifted your your change to wanting to do more of the, the elaborate setups, uh, you know, more cages, less racks. Cause that, that switch seemed pretty, not necessarily sudden, but it definitely like, it was very clear that like you had made that decision to 
change yeah. things up? Like what in particular was, was there a particular sort of catalyst to that? I've been thinking about it for the past year or so. I was just trying to figure out a, if it was feasible financially, because it's expensive to put everything in big elaborate cages with, you know, lighting and all that shit. So that was a big thing. So I had to get that solidified before I even thought about starting to move stuff out. And then I've always, I've always wanted like a, like a personal zoo ever mm -hmm. since I was a kid, you know? So just the, the fact to be able to walk in a room and, and have everything, be able to see everything without having to pull a tub out or take a lid off a tub or, you know, forget right. the lid back on a tub and then you're, you're dealing with that whole situation, you know? So it's just the, my ultimate goal has always been my own personal zoo that I can just kind of sit in a room in the middle in a chair and just enjoy and watch everything do what it does. Is that, is that why you want chondros? I don't know why I want chondros, man. <laughs> you don't want <laughs> You don't want chondros. I kind of do, but... I mean, if you're looking for something that's, like, display-wise, I mean, yeah, you fit that bill, like, place. you're definitely going to see them, you know? It's... Yeah, that was the whole thought. Like, it'd be cool to walk in and just, like, as soon as you walk in, just have a stack of two cages, of two chondros to just greet you at the door, and then you can kind of, you know, walk around with everything else. But we'll see. I don't know. They're expensive. That's why you yeah. keep rat just yellow rats in a nice setup, man. Mine are always out. I'm telling you. You want to talk about a good Rico. They, they, yeah, Rico's, Rico's out here cruising right now, dude. He's every bit of about six foot long. He's a big yellow rat, dude. Huh? It's a big yellow rat. Dude, he's he's a freaking dump truck, dude. He's, Is that the one you have in that four foot page? He's in a three by two by two right now, but I've got him kind of, like, he's got a lot of shit in there and. Rat snakes are skinny, so I'm okay with adults and three by two by twos. Um, eventually, they'll get upgraded to fours, you know. Um, but he does fine in this cage; he's very comfortable in there. Yeah, I say six foot. He's probably more like five, five and a half. They'll look rat snake, man. Dude, they're they can get big, man. They really can. Um, but I'm looking at him right now, and he's just he's chilling. Cruising around. I didn't feed him last week because he's a fat ass. <laughs> so I try to I try to not feed him much because yellow rats, once they get big, like they can get fat if you feed them oh, yeah. So I've got him on an every other week basis with jumbo mice and that you know suffices and he gets mad at me, but but he's yeah. so cool, man. You just open the cage, he kind of like comes out, you know, he's looking for food. But if you leave it open, just kind of sit there, he'll come right out, come come on to your lap and go start going the other way. And you're like, no, come back. <laughs> like, he's super chill though, man. He's a, he's a cool snake. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever, I need to find a Hernando County yellow for him to go to. Cause he's dude, he's, he wants, he's he wants a really good looking male though too. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he want he definitely wants to breed. You touch him at all. He starts like doing the little bump. You know? <laughs> oh, boy, like, where's it at? You know? And, so I know he wants to go. He's ready. Plenty big. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if I'll get around to it. I need to find a female and, you know, get her up to size. But he's he's freaking huge, man. So, I don't know. Right now, I just kind of enjoy him. I'm going to get him in a bigger. Soon, I'm actually going to redo his whole cage 
and make it a lot more naturalistic. Right now I've got like a plastic, you know, like flat surface for him to lay on that's elevated. He's on that all the time, basking under the UVB, a few different hides and stuff, you know, but it's still, it doesn't look natural. It definitely works because yeah. it gives him a lot of options. Yeah, for sure. But got a bunch of big like log sticks things that are in my garage right now. I'm about to put them on some mulch and really deck out his enclosure to Hell yeah. watch him move around. I'm actually moving to a, doing a lot of that here soon. More naturalistic stuff, even with the carpets. Yeah, man. Once so we get, yeah, that's, it's, it's awesome. I'm still going to use tubs, you know, yeah. because I, I'm one of those people that I, I'm not going to get a cage for something that's going to outgrow it in a year. Right. I don't like doing that. I'm not going to say it's a waste of money. If you want to do that, I think it's great, but I'm going to spend 15 to 20 bucks on my tub for it to outgrow. And then I'm going to get its adult cage and then have all my cage. Yeah. That's the same thing I'm doing too. Every, all the babies are staying in tubs until they can fit into a three or four foot cage. And then I'm going to buy a cage for them and just do it that way. Yeah, and just ride them out in that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing with the carpets. I'm about to once we get this next black box order, I'm gonna be redoing my whole room. Everything's gonna go into like taller, longer tubs, but it's all gonna be naturalistic, at least until they adult sizes and they're gonna go into a black box, you know, XYZ. That it I say that for everything except the pits. The pits are gonna stay in racks. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't really do that well in cages normally. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna stay in racks, but the rat snakes and carpets, which are you know make up a lot of my collection, and the water snakes are all gonna be naturalistic, pretty much all through and through. So Dude, put, putting the bears in that, building the wall for the bears and just watching them do their thing is just so. It's just so cool, man. I could talk to you about how you did that, man. I, I would really like to see that. Yeah, see, like, I'd love to do stuff like that, too, but it's always been, you know, A, space, I'm limited on, on that, and then just taking the time to actually do it and having the patience to put it all together and wait for things to cure and stuff like that. It's just, it's tough for me. Yeah, it usually takes me a week or two with my work schedule and stuff to get a case. Like, this one took me, like, two weeks to do because I just worked on it every night for a half hour here, half hour there. Until mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you use for for like the the build itself? So it's that purple foam board, the half inch foam board. Mm -hmm. uh, I just lined the sides and back with that, and then everything else is one inch uh, that that white foam that they use for like insulating garages and stuff. They come mm -hmm. four by two sheets. That's what I made the shelves out of, and then spray foam over that carve it up to make it look like a rock and then just tint it dry lock. And that was it. Super simple. Yeah. I tried to do the, the spray foam and pushing the cocoa fiber into it in the cage I built for the living room and it didn't, it's already falling apart. It's been like two weeks. So it just didn't, it didn't stick and it's just a nightmare. So dry lock and foam is the way to go. I like the look of that better too. Like the cocoa fiber, if you can get it right, it's cool. But I much like more of the rock. Same, yeah. With yeah. with your cage, dude. Between you and Gron. Oh, Gron's lead is to me, but yeah, it's just, it's Gron's cages are bad to the bone with the. Oh, yeah. 
that foam setup that he's got, dude. He is so good at making those just look like rock backgrounds, man. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to work to that level, but it's gonna take some time. I'm I'm convinced, man. If someone started like they had different sizes of exos and just made those for like those and other like that's like the universal rock stuff is nice um but it's you know it's expensive but if someone who had you know the serious artistic capabilities like the stuff gron does like if you made those backgrounds that someone could just like slide into an exoterra and somehow you know fix to the sides or whatever and Uh like People like me who were who were too lazy to do that, I'd pay for it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would. I would too. Even for like the black box stuff, people made like inserts for three by two by two cages. I'd, yeah, all day. I'd be buying those things. You know, as long as they're not two hundred dollars a pop, you know, then like I'd be all over that stuff, man. Because there's just it just adds a whole other element, man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. That- that you did with that it's just it's so neat being able to like just build your shelves kind of into it because it it's it's it lasts too it lasts really well like i have the my adult tiger cage right here i did hers uh two years ago i guess and it still looks as good as the day i did it how do you clean it like if they take a shit on it uh toothbrush <laughs> <laughs> you have to man because it's the yeah. dry is gritty so it, it's got like a rough texture to it yeah oh yeah they just shit all over it you just take some soapy water and just you know get the scrubbing i know that i know they crap all stuff man oh yeah because like dude that's the one thing i hate about having that's why i switched to mostly plastic stuff so much easier to clean recently i've put more like cork bark stuff in my enclosures but dude i hate when the animals shit on them i'm like i don't even know how i'm supposed to clean this because i'm paranoid about it because i don't want to put a spray on it because it's gonna absorb into the wood and it, I, i'm really weird about chemicals in cages man like yeah me too really really weird about it i don't like it i make sure everything's dry even when i spray out a tub and dry it dude i spray out a tub dry it rinse it with water dry it and then i sit there and smell it for like five <laughs> make sure i don't get that aroma because i'm like if i can smell it and the snakes have to sit in it in a freaking tub i'm like i can only imagine that's gonna do the respiratory like no i'm not no i'm not doing that you know so i'm really really paranoid about that and then like when it comes to wood it just wood absorbs stuff so i don't want to put chemicals on it but i like the idea of using like a dawn you know a scentless dawn soap scrubbing with a toothbrush Mm -hmm. rinse it off let it dry call it a day yeah but that would probably that would probably work with cork bark. That was actually my idea is doing like a dawn soap and then a toothbrush. I did that with one of those like cork half hides mm-hmm. and it just like disintegrated it. I don't know what happened, but it was just hot water and dawn and I was like scrubbing it and like it was just peeling apart and I was like, Well this is useless, I just threw it away. Oh damn. Well, maybe I won't do that then. <laughs> Back to the drawing board then. Maybe it's just water a toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know, just scrape it off. Yeah, I am one of those people. So on that subject, I am one of those people that believes that there is such a thing as too clean. For sure. Other than a water dish. A water dish is different. You know, me, I got Skylar on this. You guys should also look into it if you don't do it. 
but I have double, if not triple water dishes of everything. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I take out my old water dish, put in a new one, and then the old ones go in my dishwasher. I wash them all, and that's how I do water changes. Just old one, new one, new water into the dishwasher. It is, it is so effective. It saves you so much time. I bet, yeah. It gives you the peace of mind, especially if they shit in it. You know, because like I don't, you don't have to sit there for ten minutes. Let the the chemicals soak in it, and then me, my paranoid ass, I'm like, what if there's still residue of my cleaning product on here? Yeah, don't worry about none of that. You just take out the shit filled water dish, put in a new one, throw the old one in the dishwasher. Peace of mind, man. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. I'm telling you, man, it saves time. And I use plastic dishes for pretty much everything. And if I don't, I have, you know, a holder for the plastic dish that I put inside of it. And it, dude, right. I really have everything on that system now. Game changer. I need to do that. I'm telling you, man. Taking you, all the water bowls and like carrying them to the kitchen and dropping shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's it saves you so much time. I sit here, I can do I can do my entire collection just waters. Now, if I have to spot clean and deep clean things, obviously it takes time, but I can probably do 90 snakes in an hour and a half. Oh wow. If that, you know, if I'm just going through doing waters nothing man i'm telling you it is the biggest game changer stack them all up carry all those into the kitchen stick them in the dishwasher call it a day it's 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 easy so skylar loves it too i got skylar doing it he's like dude this this is a baller <laughs> like dude i'm telling you man he needs it too with all the shit he has now oh yeah man he's he's growing a lot oh yeah he's, uh, but dude, he he's all about it. I'm all about it. I tell everybody I can. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, it sucks having to buy double water dishes, but if you use plastic tubs or plastic Tupperware like I do, yeah, you can get a bunch of them for like twenty bucks. You can get water bowls at Dollar Tree. Yeah. So and even then, like if you use the bigger water dish, if you want to do this, hit me up. I can send you a link to a bunch of shit. But even like bigger water dishes, I have these. And I got all that. I can't take credit. I got all this from our buddy at Cold-Blooded Earth. Um, he's the one who put me onto it when we had the podcast with him. Um, and he sent me a bunch of links. And I can't thank him enough for it. But even with like the bigger like dog bowls for water dishes, I have an insert that goes inside of that. And I have like 30 of them. Cost me like. 20 bucks for all of them and so i then i just rotate them through put them in the dishwasher it's nothing man i bought a couple hundred water dishes for less than 100 bucks yeah you can't beat that no dude you can't i ordered a shit ton of them got them brought here and it's it changed my life <laughs> like it, it really did so you should think about that yeah i need to do something that's a little more time consuming or not as time consuming, I should say. Not more. I don't need more time consuming. Yeah. No, dude. If you use plastic dishes, that's the way to go. And what Skylar did, so he uses plastic bins, but he just got duplicates from the store that he got all of his at. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing, you know, and it's just as effective. And he he's all about it, man. So it's definitely a smart move. 
It is, man. It saves a lot of time. You gotta run your dishwasher a few times, and if you get if you forget to clean water dishes, it's kind of a bitch because you have to go <laughs> wash a ton of them. In the meantime, I, I am my dishwasher in the house, so I don't I don't have one, so it's it's right here. Um, <laughs> that yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> if you don't have a dishwasher, then oh yeah. I still think you could take them and soak them in like a if you got a bigger tub and soaked them in like you know dawn and water and then just rinsed them off. Yeah, that's normally what I do. Yeah, it could be the same thing. Or even with that, I would use bleach. You know, just a bleach and water. Just make sure to rinse it real, real good, and that would also work. I actually used to do that. I would get several tubs, put them in a thing of bleach, let everything sit for a little bit, rinse them off really well. My big thing is like I smell I smell everything a lot to make sure there's no like pheromones of bleach or detergent, you know, cleaning chemicals, whatever. Yeah, you don't want the bleach turning you on with all yeah. the pheromones. Yeah, true. Okay, was pheromones the wrong word for that? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I smell everything. But yeah, dude, if you got a dishwasher, brand. I don't know how to help you with that, but <laughs> if you have a dishwasher, on the list of things to buy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was funny one of the last places i lived uh, my buddy was like dude what if your place doesn't have a dishwasher you know because i was talking about you can't wait to use dishwasher again he's like dude what if it doesn't happen i'm like dude it has a dishwasher like i'm renting a house houses always have dishwashers did not happen. apparently not no <laughs> great it was a double wide it didn't even have a place to put a dishwasher but yeah, I was humbled real quick. Oh yeah, real quick. But no, nah, man, it helps a lot. So you had yeah. some, you had some king rats for a while. What was your uh, <sighs> time like with those? Because it seemed like a sort of a love hate kind of kind of thing. So I've come to the conclusion: king rats are like owning a boat. It's cool when your buddies have them, but when you have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're gorgeous i love them i still love king rats but i will never have another one in this house <laughs> they're just too much man they, they shit everywhere they shit up all the walls they were assholes you couldn't touch them i couldn't open the tub without getting must on and it was just they were too much man it took me almost more time to clean those two than it did everything else what does their musk smell like you are, it does kind of smell like chocolate. Smells like chocolate, dude. I'm telling you, man. I'm not saying it's very faint, but it definitely, it definitely does. I can, I, I can see where you get that. For me, it smells like burnt chocolate. Yeah. Like burnt plastic and chocolate had a baby. Mm -hmm. And that's what it smells like. Like it's, it's weird. In terms of musk, I don't mind. You know? No. Like it, yeah. <laughs> It's not pleasant, but like it's not. Yeah, you definitely don't want it on you, but I'd yeah. rather have that on me than like Nerodia musk or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are your are your beards pretty quick to musk you? I've never been musked by any of the beards I've ever had, even Dude. the ones from never. <laughs> <laughs> I can't touch mine without just getting my cologne shot of the day. <laughs> Like, dude, I happen. picked up the my my adult male hypo. Like, I picked him up. I think to take pictures or a reel or something like a week or two ago, and he just like, 
unloaded. It was like first thing in the morning. I was like, damn, dude. Oh, perfect timing. Mine are just really bad about it. And I don't, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Like I'd rather be musk than, than bit, but <clears throat> I know it's the opposite for a lot of people like Jake, but he's a freak of nature and he's not here to defend himself. So uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. Mine are, you know, all of mine, whether they're, they're babies or they're yearlings or adults, like, it's almost like you look at them wrong and they're musking. And... Even the ones I got from you? Mm-hmm. Really? That's so weird. Yeah, I mean, that male in particular, he wasn't he wasn't bad about it. Yeah, he but... gets a little fazzy, but yeah, he's never musked me. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Are you trying, like, are you trying to get those paired up? So, they're together right now. Um, I haven't seen any interest. They cuddle, but that's about it. I don't know if I, uh, cause I know I talked to you and you said 70 ish should kind of work possibly. Yeah. And I'm 70 and cut food for a few months. So I cooled them in the same room with the carpet. So they got down to like 68, mm-hmm. so 68, 70. And then I, I cut food from November uh, November, December, January, and then I fed them the beginning of February and put them together about Valentine's Day. But I haven't seen any real. I'd, I'd be willing to bet in the in the coming weeks they you'll probably see some action out of them. Yeah, they cuddle a lot, but that's yeah. so far. And I swear by, just because you don't see locks does not mean you're not getting eggs. Yeah. I had two carpet clutches. Never seen any con- confirmed locks. Never. Mm-hmm. Even with this, I think my one female, I think my male got the job done again. I never saw anything. They <laughs> laid together all the time, you know? It's like you don't know what's happening at night. Sometimes you can't see properly. Because me, I'm a very hands-off guy. When they're breeding, Same. I don't even take the animals out to clean. Unless there's like a massive shit in there and it's like completely necessary. I go in, change the water, get out. That's yep. it. I don't touch them. I don't palpate them. A lot of people are like, oh, you got palpate. I don't do that. I don't do any of it. I mean, I do if they look like they're gravid. If, like they, if, look they, look, like if gravid. they look noticeably swollen, but maybe I'm not entirely sure, like I'll palpate. And usually it's obvious. But see, even then, though, like you're going to find out eventually. Obviously, if they're egg bound, that's yeah. one you know but like if i think she's gravid i'm just gonna wait and see you know if she ends up not being and she reabsorbs then so be it. you're not gonna get eggs but if she is you're just gonna get eggs. Well, I, I mean i keep my males in with with stuff until i know things are gravid and once i palpate and i feel they're gravid then i pull the mail my thing with that is i normally normally when the female like is actually gravid they kind of separate and the male kind of, you know, fucks off and leaves them alone. If my rule of thumb is if they're apart for four days to a week, you know, even if he doesn't get the job done, I pull him. Yeah. You know, give him food. And if the female's acting weird, let her ride, see if she gets super swollen and then let it go. If the female's eating, not looking swollen, nothing, maybe put the male back, you know, then just see what happens. I'm just one of those, if they are, I want to be hands off, like, as much as I'm not saying you should be that way. That's just me. You know, if you want to palpate, do all that, that's completely fine. You know, I mean, I'm more, I'm more hands off in general anyway, with everything. So I'm still on the fence with 
this tiger girl. I don't know if she's gravid or not. I'm just, I'm kind of winging it at this point. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, sometimes it's all you can do is just wait and see what happens. We had such a weird winter this year. Like it was, it was cold and then it was hot and then it was cool and then it was hot and then it snowed the next day and then it was hot. So it was like up and down all winter. We didn't really have a, a typical consistent cold winter. So yeah. I think it kind of screwed everything up. Yeah. What did you, what was, wasn't it a male tiger that you were on the fence about parting with? Uh, that was, uh, yeah. So I have. Cause that I, animal's insane. Like I was, if you had I, ended up parting with that, I would have been like legitimately upset. I'm trying to think which one that Balin tiger I posted, the real red one. Was it, no. Or was it black flag? The black and black and silver badass looking. Let me look. For one, that snake is badass. For two, that's a badass name. I know. Like I love, I love Black Flag. That's such a dope name, dude. <laughs> I was like, I like that. That's oh, my plans with him kind of shit the bed last night. Uh. Not to bring the mood down, but the Azanthic girl I planned on pairing with them ended up rolling on me last night. So, dude, I saw that in the group chat, man. My heart it, hurt. It was just a brutal week. Like I got the the pair of uh oh yeah yeah he sold. Oh. yeah. I decided to keep the other one because he's he's more of the look I I want to go for with the tiger stuff. I want to get that. I love the peppering in the in the back stripe. On tigers, I just I love it. And Apollo, the male I'm keeping, has a lot of peppering. So I'm gonna try to try to work that in and get some really peppered looking red tigers, hopefully eventually. Those are nice, dude. I'm the same way. I love that like dotted peppered look on a man. I'm a sucker for tigers, period. Dude, same. Yeah. I'm more of a banded guy. I like my banded stuff a lot, but when it comes to coastals, a lot of are striped and dude they're so freaking nice and those tigers oh yeah oh my god dude balin has produced just perfect oh 100 perfect animals i mean not even a squiggle in that line you know <laughs> it's freaking nuts i have a, a 2020 female i got from i think it came from roy stewart because his tigers his his stock is really good too but yeah. She's like perfectly tri-striped all the way down, and she's just gorgeous. But I decided to keep just a pair of tigers. So, like black flag and that real nice female going to Billy because I trust Billy with them. I don't trust anybody else with them. <laughs> That's how I've been with a lot of snakes. I had one recently that I sent to Skylar, and I really liked the animal, but I need to sell it to fund some other things. Mm -hmm. I was like, look, dude, if you want her, I'll send her to you basically what I paid for. Her. Yeah. But if you don't want her, she's not leaving. You know, right. I'll send her to you for bare, literally bare minimum. Mm -hmm. you know? But if you don't want her, it's fine. She's going to stay with me, you know, like, and I was like, if you want to get rid of her, you send her back. <laughs> like, yeah. I told everybody in the family. If you ever need to move these animals, please let me know first. Yeah. I'll pay you back for them. You can send them back here. Yeah, exactly. I'll pay you more for if need. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you need. Just yeah. send them back here and not somewhere else. Yeah. 
Are you sending Black Flag to Billy? Yeah, Black Flag's going. He's got. I mean, he does. Uh, he has more stuff for him than I do here, man. He's got. Billy's got some. I've been talking to him about it today. He's got some some cool plans with him. So he's got a lot of cool stuff, man. He's yeah. Billy's Billy's on another level, dude. He's got a lot, a lot of stuff. Especially uh-huh. talks about striped coastals. Billy's got it. Oh, <laughs> he's freaking got it. I had a heyday at his place during Daytona, man. I was just like, holy shit. I bet you did. Because <laughs> there's so much he has tucked away in that room that he doesn't show off. And it's just like, when the hell did you have this? Where did you get this? You know, he's just like stripes and reds and, oh, love it. Yeah, dude. Billy's 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 got it. He's got it going on. Oh, yeah. The freaking nature. And he's got it figured out too, man. Like he really does when it comes to breeding. Like everybody has an off season every now and then, but when that dude puts puts it in, dude, last, he had a killer year last year. Oh yeah, my God! I remember the year before he was, you know, kind of he he had a rough season or whatever, and he was kind of down. And then, dude, next year just freaking slayed it. Oh got- yeah. So many clutches, produce such nice animals, you know, and he he's dude's on fire. Like you said, Justin, he's a freaking nature man. He's he does he does shit and he does shit right. Yeah, and it's like second nature to him too. He just does it and it just works out. It's it's awesome. Yeah, the uh that little female sun kissed corn I got from you is like you weren't when you said she was an asshole, you weren't kidding. She's I told you. She's an asshole. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> He's a savage, man. I've never been bit more by a snake than that one. It's like I open the tub and she she almost just comes out and is like, I'm going to eat you. Like She's just a nut. Yeah, she's wild. She was like that since the day I got her. Fantastic eater, though. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Dude, it's funny. Justin has so many corns that are just like... I'm going to kill you. Fingers, that's food, you know. But I have, uh, I think I have six corn snakes now. All of them are just, they're fine. Yeah, the baby, the little babies, the the last ladies' eyes I got from you, Justin, are, they're kind of, they're kind of defensive, but like, yeah. not like food. You know? They're kind of like, like typical F1, yeah. sort of to be expected, skittish. Right. Yeah, they're skittish, but like they're fine. My buckskins, I can reach right in there and grab them. They don't bite. They don't lust. They don't do nothing. The ladies' islands now, they run a little bit when I first get them up, but other than that, they're fine. They don't do nothing. Very food oriented, but they know the difference from a mouse in my hand. Like they don't, they don't really get defensive. They run, you know, and I can reach right in, even when they're in food mode. When to clean their water dishes and cages like i reach right in there and they don't do nothing yeah i don't know man it's just like i have a a small group in my in my room that's like this bizarre hyper food crazy teenager like yearling that's just and she's one of them and it's like she's just she's on like every time i open that tub she's like okay we're either fighting or we're feeding so yeah it's a gorgeous snake. Probably excited to to you know tie her into things and stuff within the next two years. But like, damn, she's just. <laughs> I'm like, you're too pretty to be this mean, man. Come on. Like, 
killing me. Yeah. At least she's pretty. That makes up for it. Yeah, and even that that male, like he's he's getting better and better with each shed too. I think I was contemplating parting with him, but every time he sheds, I'm like, mm, you might have to stay. He's just getting like he's getting more of that just classic sort of Abbott line kind of look to him where like the reds are getting redder and the oranges are getting oranger and yeah, he almost has like a almost has like a banded banded look to him in a sense. Yeah. But he's also turned into a little food crazy gremlin. <laughs> he was pretty chill when he was here. He he'd take a, a hit at you every now and then, but nowhere near as bad as that girl was. Mm-hmm. Dude, the friggin' uh, DMs, man. Like, I warm them up, and, like, that female will straight up just come out that tub, like, at you. They get, like, I want to, I've, I'm not, I've contemplated pairing them again this year. I'm not sure. Not, I'm, right now, like, I definitely need to get more food in her because she will eat that male, like, without a doubt. I have no, no doubt in my mind if I put that male in there right now. Like, he's, he's toast. She's, she's going to take him. Like, she's just, she's that nutty right now. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Like you wouldn't expect much from, from a smaller rat snake like that. But like I opened that tub and she'd literally will like come out and fall onto the floor. <laughs> Just, and the male, he's always been, been rather prickish. Um, but even the, the bimaculata too, like for whatever reason, now that things have started warming up, like they've gotten crazy too, to where if I open the tub, they're both like coming out at me, like feed me. <laughs> So I don't have to deal with that with the bears, which is nice. No, not at all. Or the all corn, people. like the breeding corns, too. Yeah. I don't know. This female I have, she's pretty, she's super chill, but as soon as she smokes food, man, mm-hmm. she, I open the door and she's shooting out at me. It's like, whoa, 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 calm down. I'm going to feed you. Just calm down. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Yeah, it's, it's funny how different they are. Like animal, like completely different animals. Yeah, man. You know, because my bears are the same way. Like, if food's around, they don't like gently just take it and like it's like they're hammering it. It's like chondros. Like they never just take it gently. It's always like full on. I'm killing it, even though it's already dead, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's how I feed my stuff because I tong feed everything. Somebody told me recently. Apparently, that's kind of frowned upon by a lot of people now. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No. It was really weird. Like, oh, like. Feed. I'm like, why? Oh, you got feed because it's convenient. You yeah. gotta come out, put them in a separate tub. That's how you. Do <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, but no, I tongue feed literally everything, and like anything that started, like, hey, you know, they wouldn't eat it from tongs. I drop it, they'd eat it, and I give them a little bit, try to tongue feed them. But dude, now literally everything, as soon as they see, it, it's like, you know, like. Right away. It's not like I starve them. You know, I feed everybody once a week other than the carpets. But, like, dude, everybody from my smallest rat snakes to my biggest carpets, man, they're, they slam everything. Like, I starve them. Yeah, same. I'm like, I don't know if this is because of how the way I feed, you know, or what. But these things are freaking nuts. The only one I have to drop feed is that little female beard from you, Justin. She's the only one. Yeah, I think I recall her being one of those types where it was like I could I could put it on tongs and give it to her and she just wouldn't into it. But if I dropped it, 
it was gone. Yeah. I just lay it right on her hide, come back yep. the next year, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one where I, you know, I have, I'm still, I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do as far as Bairds this year or not. Um, Cause I, I would like to do the Loma Altas again. Um, I have pretty much one hold back from, from that clutch last year. But I also would like to put that hypo male to that female Loma Alta and get some nice hats to yeah. sort of tie back in later. But I just haven't, haven't decided yet. There's so many people selling them and stuff right now that it's like, yeah, I've noticed there's a lot know, of them. like there's I've never seen this many beards available, especially Wilma Altas and like Mexican stuff too. Yeah. You know, it just makes me wonder if I should just take a year off from those. The only reason I'm pairing mine is because my buddy Preston wants all the babies, so as soon as they hatch, they're out. I may keep one or two, but Yeah. So I mean that is the nice thing is they have small clutches and compared to, you know, corns and other stuff, but that's not a bad thing. Just because there's a good few of them out there doesn't mean you can't sell them, you know? Like, that's not a reason. That's like saying I'm not going to breed corns. You know, there's a million freaking corn snakes out there for sale. And, I mean, berries I've just gotten. There's a demand for berries, you know? And that's just how it goes. You know, I don't think you should shy away from breeding something because a lot of people have them for sale. If that's the case, then. You should never that's a that's a small part of it. The other part is just not wanting to breed as much as I did last year. Oh yeah, no. no. I mean that's yeah. Close that's why that. I'm on the fence with the Dion's too. It's like those also have small clutches, but it's like should I realistically just keep it to like two or three corn clutches this year and you know just take it sleazy this year? That was my plan, and then. It was just like it was gonna be two carpet clutches and the Bairds. The one carpet rolled, so now it's down to a carpet clutch, Bairds clutch, and now I have two leopard geckos that are ovulating. The cat geckos are laying eggs, and it's just like everything. Oh, really? Well, okay. So she laid one infertile, like last week. But she is starting her cycle, so yeah, that's I'm something, hoping, man. I'm hoping to get some this year. People take infertiles as a bad thing, and I'm like, look, you, you did something right. Yeah, that first year female, that's not a bad thing. That happens to a lot of first year anything. You know, snakes, uh, geckos, whatever. A lot of times the first year going are going to be infertile. You know, so like, take that that as a win. I mean, you're doing something right. You know? Sure. Yeah, I'm those guys. I would have a room full of cat geckos only if I could. Dude, they're so cool, man. They're the coolest gecko out. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen yours and Grons, and I'm like, oh god, they're like, bad. I can't do it. I can't do it. no geckos, no geckos, no geckos. But they're they're a cooler crested gecko, man. They're room temp, no heat. They eat like two or three crickets at a time every few days. They're so cool. They're awesome, man. And they are so cool. humid. It's the only thing. Yeah, they're wow. They're such a neat gecko, man. They're like, so like prehistoric looking, man. They're just, I don't know. They're so cool. You never see them, but they're cool. <laughs> That's how the cave geckos are. Yeah, you know, it's how the cave geckos. You'll never see those fuckers. Yeah. If you do, know, no, but I say that. If you walk into your room at night, you will. 
Oh yeah, that's how. I, he's- yeah, I saw my, when I had the cave geckos. Like I said, I gave them the Justin because they just weren't jiving in my room. Mm-hmm. My bedroom was quarantined. I didn't want to keep regular stuff in there, and I was like, look, I just I can't. As much as I loved them, they just it wasn't jiving. So I gave them the Smitty and. But dude, like I would come in my room at night and they were like all, all four of them. I had four. One of them rolled on me, I think, because again, because of my room temperatures, it stopped. Yeah. And it was just, it was bad. That's when I, that's when I, when that one died, that's when I gave him the Smitty. Cause I was like, look, I'm doing something wrong. And I think it's my right. Um, But I would come into my room at night, dude, and all of them would just be out, just like hunting and like moving around. And dude, they're so freaking cool oh yeah they're so free i'm gonna get some some more again once i have like two areas <laughs> like one i can keep cooler for pythons with hot spots yeah one warmer for glubrids at ambient i will get more again i definitely will because they are geckos. i don't know what it was when i first saw them i was like this is like the coolest leopard gecko you could ever exactly yeah yeah, they, they're built. Dude, that whole like, genus is awesome. Yeah, they're they're just such cool geckos, and I loved them to death. But after that one died, it really took the wind out of my sails, and I was like, "Look, I'm not doing something right." They I well, so I got that pair of dorsalis, the the Borneo subspecies of cat gecko. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say a week week and a half ago, and I the male rolled on me a couple days ago too. But they were wild caught, so I, I didn't have high hopes for them anyway. They were well, they were farm hatched or whatever, you know how it goes. Yeah, they were wild caught and they're shipped on. <laughs> yeah, female's doing good, but the male man, I was going to feed, and I opened the tub, and it just like the smell hit me, and I was like, oh, he's dead in here somewhere. So I went dig around and sure as shit. Damn. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I hate to hear that. They're so they're so hard to find as it is, especially that subspecies. The it's just it was brutal. I mean, is there anybody breeding cat geckos on the regular in the states anyway? Like in general? No, not on the regular. Everybody I see is like uh, like twenty to thirty year old women that have YouTube channels mostly keep cat geckos, which is weird. But there's I know there was some on Morph Market. He claimed they were captive bred. I'm not sure if they were or not, but you can you can find wild caught ones fairly regularly, but mm-hmm. captive born, you're just not gonna find them. Hmm. Like I have out of the six I have, I have one uh captive born female that I'm growing out, but everything else is wild caught. It's odd. Yeah, it's it's weird. Okay. It's not it's not like they're hard to take care of, you know. It's they're super simple. Apparently, it's it's difficult getting eggs to hatch, so I've, mm-hmm. I've read and been told. Uh, and they also have, like, uh, you have to use only distilled water with them. And if you don't, they they get almost like calcium stones. Like, okay. So it's like a urate that's huge, and it's rock hard. Hmm. So if you use just, like, normal tap water with them, and they're small, and they get one of those stones, and they can't pass it, then they're just they're dead in the water. That's odd. Yeah, it's really strange. Hmm. So, because normally, I mean, I I wouldn't use distilled water for anything. Right. Yeah. Same. Just wild. Yeah, it's really weird. 
Are there any uh, species that you are wanting to get into in the, in the near future or further down the road? So the next goal is I want Pobara rock monitors really bad. Me and Skyler have been talking back and forth for a while about them. And then I saw Gron just got his. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I want to do like a like a corner floor to ceiling cage in the, the gecko room I'm building and just do like a pair of them. I think it'd be pretty cool. And then snake front, the only the only really snake I want to add is is Timor pythons, but that's that's long, long ways down the road probably if that ever mm-hmm. happens. So but about the, uh, are definitely next on the list. Yeah, that's one that I don't I don't know how readily available those are either. I haven't seen many for sale. They're very sporadic, man. But they're gorgeous. They are gorgeous. And everybody says, you know, it's empty cage syndrome with them, but I know that uh I forget his name. It's like Miller Miller J on YouTube or something. It's some young guy. He's got a bunch of pillbaras that he does videos on regularly. And I was talking to him and he was, it's just like any other monitor, you know, as long as you put the time in and, and get mm-hmm. them, they, they're just like anything else. So I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. The, um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I see them, not that they're necessarily the same, but the Ackies are out all the time, but it is one of those things where if I go in there, they, you know, they still want to get away from me, but yeah, like if I'm in the room and stuff, they'll still be out and just watching me, but they don't, it's not until like go in there that they're they're taken off and how's the socializing going with them? Oh, um, I mean it's fine. Like I can go in there and, and pick them up. Um they're still I think I've kind of hit the for their current size and age, I think I've kind of hit my my max with, with mm-hmm. them in terms of how far I'm gonna get with them. And I'm sure as they get more size on them and more age, they'll get more bold. But I mean I can I can handle them still and they don't you know, completely freak out. They'll, they'll chill for a little bit. And so, you know, they're, they're doing fine, but. Yeah. They're super cool. Although the stuff manages. Yeah. Level, man. I love it all. The Kims, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my Kims are still on the, on the list. It's just a matter of, you know, the space for them. That's, I don't know. I just like, I, if I'm doing something like that, like I want to do it right. You know, I don't want to, yeah, for sure. I don't want to do them a disservice by keeping them in something smaller than they should be in, or you know. Yeah, that's kind of the biggest consideration for for me with a lot of lot of projects now is you know not biting off more than I can chew in terms of space allotment and, and things like that, and mm-hmm. yeah, especially even, with something as active as, as like monitors and odotria and stuff. Say, yeah, they even small monitors need the space. Yeah. What about uh, what about breeding projects? What do you got planned for the next handful of seasons? So my main focus is going to be red tigers, coastals. Uh, that's like my main what I want to what I want to make. I have that that MBB Russian red from Eric Hernandez that I'm growing up. She should be ready in two years, I'd say. So I'm excited to get her plugged into some tiger stuff and see what that does. And then I'm growing up, uh, I have a female striped coastal from Billy. He did the river Trinidad. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. that. He did. Yep. Dude. So 
I'm hoping she turns out the way we think she's going to. And then if that happens, she's going to go to that Peterson Russian boy I have from Billy as well to try to get some some Peterson Russian stripe stuff to throw into the Reds and the tie. Everything goes back to tie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I just want nice stripes, everything. And then eventually after that, take that to Azantic, Azantic Red Tigers and stuff. So that's I mean, those are, ba- you know, Balin and Hernandez and, and Billy, like those are the, in terms of that focus, I don't know that you can get better, three better people to have, you know, animals yeah. from for, for that kind of project. Especially on the Reds, man. Eric just, he sends me pictures all the time. It's just like, dude, how can you get any better? And then yeah. one that's even better. It's like, how are you doing this? He's 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 a prime example, man. That if you you stick with a project and you are you know very purposeful in in your your pairings and things like that, like if you're willing to just commit the time and patience, dude, like bring things to another level. That was another another reason for the downside. But I really want to focus on just a small group of snakes, so I can. Because I get I get too scatterbrained if I have a bunch of stuff. Like I'm you yeah. know this pair and I want to pair this to this and do this here. Mm-hmm. And so if I have a smaller group of snakes that are just reds, tigers, azantic, then I can solely focus on that project and, and really try to do it some justice. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I'm at this year in comparison to last year is like last year I bred a ton of stuff and I kind of got it out of my system. Mm-hmm. And now this year it's like, I would like to pair more than what I plan to pair, but it's also like knowing sort of, the work involved with with babies and you know pinky availability from my you know from the feeders and stuff it's uh i don't know it just has me thinking twice and it's it's i don't really know how to describe it i just i don't know like i like i like i said i'd love to to pair a lot more stuff than i have planned but at the same time kind of like i'm i have the the handful of projects that i am definitely doing that i'm excited about and you know long term like all the castagna stuff like that's that's still going to be oh yeah seasons out from really being kind of to where i i can really start expanding upon and doing stuff with that but for now it's just kind of keeping like another another brick in that that roadway Mm -hmm. yeah i never want to do more than three maybe four snake clutches a year like that's going to be my absolute max mm-hmm. and even then it's going to be it's going to be work if you know you get 10 to 15 eggs times four that's a lot of babies you know yeah so but i figure if you try four get two maybe three of those to go that's that's kind of plan and then i want to do like every other year so i don't want to have to like i don't want to breed everything every year yeah. and that's funny i was actually just talking to skylar about that the other day i'm like you know a lot of people try to breed females year after year after year i'm gonna be one of those guys i have enough stuff to where everything can breed every other year if not every two years because you know me only having snakes and no geckos you know i would be okay with at most like five maybe six clutches a year you know and at this point when everything grows up that would be very doable you know but and that's even without females going back to back years you know breed one one year 
have all their stuff off, take the females from last year, give them off, breed the other stuff that year, and you know, and have max of like five, six clutches a year, and that would suffice. You know, that would be that would keep me more than busy. I can assure you. You know, worry about your females every year. Just that takes a toll on them, man. Yeah, man, and that's the thing. You know, I know. I know somebody bred a female carpet like three years in a row and she died. Yeah. Like straight up, you know, and like that's, I never want that to happen. You know, no. I know blue breeds, they can double clutch in a year and all that stuff. That's fine and dandy, but I highly doubt out there in the wild, they're breeding every single fucking year, you know, right. yeah. I'm sure they could, but like, I highly doubt they are. You know, and I'm certainly not going to force them to do it. You know, I'll cool them every year just to keep the cycle. Yeah, for know, sure. The repetition thing, but there's no need to breed stuff every single year, man. No, like I, I do this for fun. I don't do it for yeah. a living, you know. I could see if it's your job, you kind of have to stay in that rat race, but I just, I just do it for fun. So if I breed one year and take four years off, then so be it, you know. Yeah, but even then, like, if you do it for a living, you have to also have to take your animals. You yeah. Know, breeding year after year after year after year, it can't be good. No. There's no you know, way. Two, year, two years in a row, I'm not going to say you're wrong for that, but three or four years in a row, I'm like, give give her a year off. You know, like, probably not the best. You know? but again, that's personal opinion. I could be very wrong. There's probably somebody out there that's bred the same female corn snake for the last five, ten years in a row. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's doing it, but... Yeah, and I'm sure colubrids is a little different than with pythons. Yeah. You know, I think pythons definitely, like, two years in a row max. Give them a year off, you know. But with colubrids, I'm sure it's a little different. But with me, I just... I'm a year-on, year-off kind of guy. You know? Like, that's always kind of been my mindset, you know. Because, like, I'm not in a rush to produce the next best thing so waiting a year is completely fine with me for sure you know don't push your animals and they'll last a whole lot longer yeah even the geckos like i don't i don't plan on breeding them every year i mean if they go they go there's nothing that you can really do about it but if it's up to me i'd like to do every other year with those guys too yeah. especially with the leopard geckos man because they lay so many eggs a year yeah man it, it adds up quick Yeah, those things are, uh, man. Like even that one that that Christian put up in the in the raffle and stuff. It's like those things are just. There's some leopard geckos I've seen, you know, just within the last couple of years that are just mind blowing how how yeah. good they look. Yeah, <laughs> are fucking... I haven't looked at leopard geckos in years, and then I was talking to Christian. He's like, "Yo, I'll hook you up on a nice group," and I was like, "Okay, they're gonna be your typical like yellow." You know, leopard gecko you find at Petco, and then he sends me these pictures, and I was like, "Holy, they're like a clown! What the hell is a clown?" You know, I had no idea this shit even existed. Yeah, I still like. I don't mind a, a purple and yellow and black leopard. Like that's yeah. still. I've seen some that still like freaking blew my socks off, man. I was like, oh, "That's yeah. a good looking lizard." Dude, I I'll tell I'll tell you now if I I don't know I think they're called black pearls. Is that black knight? Yeah, Black Knight, dude. If I could get leopard geckos that are just solid black as fuck, yeah. I'd probably get some. <laughs> For sure. 
really like dark stuff. Like I think the orange leopard geckos are amazing. I think they're incredible yeah. in somebody else's collection. Yeah. You know, like I love them to death because leopard geckos are my beginning. Like, you know, colubrids are my snake beginning. Mm-hmm. Leopard geckos are my reptile beginning. I love leopard geckos. I always will. I don't have any now because it's just not my niche. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Or whatever. But they were the first reptiles I ever kept. Period. Like they were the first gecko, first anything reptile I had. And I had a few of them growing up. You know, so they were always my beginning. And I probably won't ever get back into them. Yeah. If I found a nice pair of just jet black leopard geckos, I'd be like, all right, box them up. <laughs> like, you know? We're going to be looking for some at Tinley, I think. The girlfriend's been, like, nudging me. She's like, hey, look at these black ones. You want some of these black ones? And I was like, yeah, okay, kind of, you know. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, man. She actually just got a uh, – she's getting her first her, – her first snake. Nice. Which is nice. She's getting that – uh. I did some, well, Billy's getting that pair, so he's going to send me that caramel girl that he's been, that he had at Tinley. I think he had her at Daytona, too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, she's that two-year-old caramel female that he had, a super nice one, real contrasty. Do you know who the mother was? I don't, not off the top of my head. Was her, would you know the name if I told you? Probably not, no. I gave him, so I had a caramel female that I gave him. Yeah that he loves her name's Kay. Mm-hmm. He came she came from Nick Mutton and I sold it her him and he's she's been like she's been worked out perfectly cuz she throws stripes like crazy for whatever reason and so she's she, I think she's had at least one if not two clutches for him since I gave her to him like 3 years ago now. No, he's still got her, so I'm wondering if she's not the mother to that snake. Maybe, I don't know. But we were we were at Tinley in October and we were hanging out at this table and Billy, you know how Billy is. He just like gives you the keys and like here if you want to pull stuff out, pull yeah, stuff. Just open it. Open it up. Yeah. yeah. So I got the caramel out and then my girlfriend was like eyeing me. I was like, You wanna hold her? And she's like, Yeah, and she didn't put her down for like an hour. And she's, I was like, you know, you like her, don't you? She's like, yeah, but I didn't have the money at the time. So I was like, if he has her, when we have the money, we'll, we'll get her. And then I, I sent him these snakes. So he's like, I'll send you that caramel. And I was like, perfect. Works out great. So that'll be her. Her first snake's going to be a carpet. So doing something right. Yeah, you're definitely doing something right, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Hey, please ask Billy what the female is. If the mother is K. Let me know because that that was my snake originally, and I raised that snake. I'm not. I didn't raise it from a baby. She was probably three foot long when I got her, uh-huh. and I raised her into like a six foot animal. And I sold her to Billy, and that she's actually the reason Billy messaged me in the first place. Oh, really? Like the very first time I ever talked to Billy, I was selling a trio of carpets. It was. A female jag and a super caramel jag or super caramel jag male and then K on the trio. One of the females died. Somebody wanted the super caramel jag. Billy wanted K, at least I think. And no, Billy actually messaged me about the super caramel jag asking if it was a male. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, dude, I literally put in the ad if it, that it was a male. And he was asking if it was a female. And that's how we became friends. <laughs> Ironically, that was like the first Daytona I met him. But he ended up with Kay like the year after that, I believe. And um, she's thrown some really crazy stuff for him. So I have to ask him after this and see. Yeah, ask him if, if she's the dame because she's done some a lot of cool shit for him. And that, that would just be cool for me because like she, yeah, she had... Sure. I think he's had at least two clutches from her, maybe one, at least one. I know there was one, but it, it might have been two um, by now. But yeah, I, she's, I want to say she's two years old, so that would make sense. It would be right around the time. I think I got gave him to her. Look, we've been doing the podcast for five years as of this month. Yeah, five the five years is this month, which blows my mind um and i gave i sold her to him not probably a year after that or so mm -hmm. um so the timing would line up it might it might be it might be from her i i honestly hope it is because that would just make me happy k k was an awesome snake i named her after my grandma who has uh passed away now yeah. um so she's just that snake always kind of held a special place in my heart. I'm glad she's still with Billy. And she throws some crazy animals, apparently. <laughs> so um, I'm really happy she's with him now. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, he's a, she's a cool animal. She's a big animal now. Definitely need to go back to Billy soon and see her. I'm hopefully going to Skyler's again sometime this month to do some herping. Mm -hmm. Hopefully sometime this, in March do some herping. I want to try and get up with Billy and go see all this stuff, man. Yeah, me and Skyler, we're, we're trying to plan a, a 2025 Borneo trip. So, hopefully that, that comes to fruition and I can find some cat cat goes. That'd be awesome. Find yeah. some soma while you're at it. Yeah, true. Dude, I would love to do that. <laughs> if y'all do that, keep me in the loop. <laughs> Definitely. Not gonna say I'm gonna be able to do it, but I work a second job now for a reason. So yeah. <laughs> let me know. I gotta get out and do something out of the country and look for some cool stuff. Yeah, that's kind of so. I've never been out of out of the country like ever. Always wanted to because I love traveling. I've been all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, just going and doing and whatnot. But never been out of the country. Always wanted to, and I'm like, dude, I need to get out and the herp somewhere out of the state so if i can get a group of people to go somewhere cool you know like plane tickets are one thing but like if you can get a group of people to help with lodging and all that yeah it helped tremendously that's the cool thing about borneo is the most expensive parts the flight everything there's dirt cheap you know so it's just paying the 1500 bucks for the plane ticket <laughs> we can go find some short tail pythons yeah man That'd be sick, man. Just never come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely keep me posted, though, for real. If y'all work something That's, out. Yeah, for sure. Keep me in the loop. I'd really like to make something happen. because I'm. I figure two years is enough time to kind of plan a, a decent week-long trip. So. Yeah. No, I, I'd definitely be down for that. That's something I've always wondered, though, because, like, when the NPR guys go to Australia and stuff, you know, that's such a long flight and whatnot. I feel like it would take you like two or three days just to like mentally recuperate and get on track. Yeah. 
So it's like realistically, you know, the there's like two days, three days during that trip where you're sort of like coherent and mm-hmm. sort of mentally clear. I don't, I don't know. I've never flown that far, but I can only imagine that it's like. I think it's a, I think it's a total of like 24 hours in the air or something crazy. Yeah. Like so yeah, it's brutal. What blows my mind, like when you come back from Australia, you're back technically back on the same day that you left <laughs> like, it's like it really like kind of hurts my brain to think about because like for me it's like you're actually time traveling yeah kind of weird <laughs> like, obviously i know it's not actually but like that's kind of yeah. how it feels like you basically come back the same day that you left yeah you've been in the air for 24 fucking hours you know that's crazy. The day of your life that you just don't get back. It yeah. just disappears. <laughs> I've been in a car for that long, though, and I like flying a lot. So I think I can go with a long flight like that. Flying sucks. I love flying, dude. I really do. I don't mind it. The second time I've ever been on a plane was to come to Daytona last year. Was, oh, really? Yeah. Are you coming to Daytona this year? I'm not. I'm not going to be there this year. <laughs> The uh, the you house tired of hearing Keller talk all that smack, man. <laughs> Keller can suck it. <laughs> I love Keller, <laughs> but no, man. With the house renovations and the and the snake rooms I'm building and stuff, just financially, I just can't. And I'm taking a trip to Tennessee in June for a week, so it's just it's just not going to pan out this year, unfortunately. Nah, I hear you, man. It's Next year, though, I'll be there next year for sure. It's easy for it's easier for me and Smitty to talk smack because we're literally closer to Daytona than like Phil is, who's in yeah. the state, right? Oh, you know, like it's nothing for us to get down there, you know. And I've yeah. actually, I already reserved my hotel. <laughs> nice. That I'm excited about my roommate's probably coming with me, so I'm excited for everybody. Yeah. Buddy, um, he's gonna have a great time. Did you get a room before they got? Like chaotic and crazy. Yeah, Danny hit me up and she was like, "Get a room right now!" And I was like, "I got you!" <laughs> like, right there, I reserved a room, so I've got a room set. Which Smitty, if you end up needing a room to crash in, you can crash with me and Ty. Right now, Ty's supposed to come. Obviously, in August. That when day. did you? When did you make the reservation for? Like what days? Thursday through Sunday. Oh, okay. Like normal. So yeah. I'll be there Thursday and we have, I have a room. Um, the only thing I will say is if you do end up sleeping with us, bring earplugs. Uh, dude, when I sleep, I'm, I'm dead to the world. Dude, you should, you should know that. like a freaking grizzly bear. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm bringing earplugs to sleep because I can't. I'm one of those people, I take a long time to fall asleep. Dude, I feel you. Dude, I I'll lay in bed. Me. I'm in bed for thirty plus minutes before I'm actually like asleep. Give me like five five to ten. I'm I'm at least an hour, man. At least I'm just staring at the ceiling. I'm an hour. I sleep on my stomach, so like, yeah, I'm just in there thinking about stuff for thirty minutes to an hour. Yeah, then I'll be out, you know. But dude, Ty Ty is the bed. If he's tired, he's gone. (laughs) He's gone, and that's a freaking chainsaw. I would be up all night, man. I couldn't do it. 
Yeah, so I'm going to bring earplugs, you know, but I really want Ty to come. I'm super excited for him to come and actually meet everybody. Mm-hmm. For anybody that I know, I talked about a couple times on the podcast. Ty's been my best friend since I was like 14. Yeah. Um, so he's 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 awesome. He's my favorite person on the face of this fucking planet. So he's coming. Finally going to meet everybody, which I'm super stoked about. Oh, yeah. So, Smitty, I've already got a room. I know you always kind of float around while we're there. Get him an air mattress for the gazebo. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll fall All I need are my cigars and a place to lay my head. Yeah. yeah. So I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm the first one up in the mornings there anyways, but I'm also the old man that goes to bed at like 10. So. Dude, I remember I messaged you like earlier. I'm like, dude, where the fuck are you? You're like, I'm eating popcorn up because he's... <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, I'm up at like freaking sunrise, man. Like I'm an early, I'm an early riser, man. So usually I make a beeline. I hit up that Starbucks, get a bagel and a coffee, take my cigar, pull up a chair, watch the, the lady in the hover round roll out with her oxygen tank, smoke a cigarette, <laughs> then roll on back to her room. Just watch the, the, the Pentecostal dudes like, scream bible verses of people walking by just oh yeah it's florida baby it's a time man i thought i woke up early and i go down and smitty's already like halfway down a cigar and i was like jesus christ what time do you wake up man it's like eight in the morning yeah dude <laughs> he's down there chugging down a cigar i told ty i was like look dude we go for the snake show i was like but it's a party it yeah, is a, it is it is a long weekend just party and <laughs> it's just networking seeing everybody you don't see all year it's it's networking fun. makes it sound way more professional than it actually is yeah for sure i mean it's just hanging out with nobody everybody that you don't get to see all year you yeah that's right. that night gazebo hang is not for the faint of heart that's for no sure. <laughs> not it absolutely is not but dude, it is literally my favorite weekend of the year Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic, man. I had such a good time. Dude, I'll never forget last year, me, Smitty, and um, our buddy Ben Frame sat down at the barbecue joint right there to eat. And I saw you walking across the street and I looked at Smitty. I was like, dude, is that Brandon? He looked over and goes, Yeah, it is. He's like, go yell at him. So I opened the door, I was like, Brandon! <laughs> You're in the middle of the street, just turned around. Like, hey. Dude, I was so out of it. I was up for like 25 hours at that point. Yeah, and I was like, I need a nap, man. He's like yeah. a zombie just walking around the street. It was rough. It was freaking awesome, though. I just, it was so funny. You just see all these random people that, like, you know, just yeah. walking across the street. And I was like, oh my God, it's Brendan. <laughs> I just ran outside. Literally, I think our server was at our table. I just, like, got up and ran outside. <laughs> It was awesome, man. We'll definitely miss you this year. Yeah, next year though, I'll be there next year. Yeah, get a point to come. Yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta eventually get down our way, man. Make a little herping trip or something. I've been talking to because I don't know how close Chaz is to you guys, but he's in Georgia. But he's yeah, he's probably four or five hours from us. I was about, literally, I was about to say probably four to five hours. I don't know where he's, he's in at. Athens. Yeah. yeah, he's probably about four or five hours then. But I'm, I'm trying to plan a trip to, to come see him and then uh, 
Jack Oliver. I'm gonna check his stuff out. I'm gonna see Kevin in person. And yeah. then our back and everybody's all down there. So I just want to make one big trip and just hang out with everybody and then and then come back home. Yeah, we can all link up somewhere, you know. We could all meet up in between <laughs> at Zach's house or something. Go or not Zach, no, Jack's house and because yeah, dude, Jack's awesome. I I need to talk. I love, to him. I love Jack's my favorite man. Yeah, I love I love that kid, man. Like I didn't talk to him a lot. We had him on the podcast, awesome show, and uh, then I met him in Daytona. I was like, dude, this kid's fucking awesome, man. I love. Uh, he just had a in my ball python clutch hatch. No shit. Yeah, man. Super I, cool. I really like Jack. I love what he's about. So I'd love to link up with all y'all. Absolutely. We need to set something up for sure. Yeah. And if you come down my way, man, you always got a place to crash with me. I can't I can't give you a whole room, but I got a big sectional couch. That's cool. I don't need much. Yeah. You're <laughs> you're welcome anytime. If you come during the right month, I can almost guarantee to put you on snakes. We'll have to set something up then. Yeah, man. I'm always down. I've been talking to Skylar and stuff. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Come my way. I'm talking to Harry. I'm trying to get Harry to bitch come. won't tell me when he's going herping. Huh? So that bitch won't tell me when he's going herping. And I'm 20 minutes across town. <laughs> I always tell you when I'm going herping, man. What do you mean? I haven't been this year, and you're going to come with me this year a lot more. I need to get out this year, too, man. I'm like... 10 minutes from the Mississippi, so I can water snakes galore. I can put you on a whole lot more than water snakes, buddy. Yeah, we don't have much around here. Water snakes, garters, and that's... Don't believe him. <laughs> you came with me at a bad time, dude. I sent you all kinds of pictures of shit that I found earlier in the year. Those were, you stole those from Google. Those weren't real. <laughs> dude, there was a day, like, I know for me it was a lot some people it's not there was a day i went out and i did some hiking and i road cruised that same night i probably found five different species and close to 20 snakes damn in that day you know like which for somebody like gron is probably yeah that's like a, a morning for him since yeah. i find that many will already eat before you know but like for me you know i found fucking dude i think i found five cottonmouths in one day Oh, yeah. One one road cruise, I found almost ten ribbon snakes, a couple more cottonmouths, four water snakes, and just a, another couple rat snakes on top of it. You know, like early year, mm -hmm. early in the summer, I can almost guarantee snakes. If you come late summer when it's hot as balls, yeah, that's, that's a little harder. Right. But I put Ben Frame on a rattlesnake when it was 55 degrees out. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. You didn't I, do it on purpose. I still, yeah, you never do it on purpose. But if you know where to go, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. So, come down, man. I'll hook you up. Right, we'll have to plan something. Yeah, man. I'm all about it. I love I love it. I love getting out. That's something I'm trying to enact more over the next few years is actually like going to see people and trying to get people to come to me, you know, come hang out, you know, now that I'm way more settled in a living situation and I've got more space. I want, I want to have more people come down. I want to go see more people, more places. You need, to, you need to come this way for an October Tinley and come check out the rooms whenever they get done. Dude, fuck around. I've been wanting to go, to, I've been wanting to go to Tinley for a long time. 
and 2023 might actually be the year now that I'm thinking about it. Do it. I might, I might, could, I might can make it happen for a Tinley. It's not going to be any good for herping. No, not at all. <laughs> not in October. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to come, come up there and, you know, actually see Tinley, see your room and just you- see more people, man. I'm tired of the whole, like, everybody sees everybody once a year at Daytona, you know, because like I'm, I'm not a big crowds guy. I can deal with it for a weekend, but by the time Daytona's done, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I need to get out, you know, but like, I really like personal time. The people that I call friends. Yeah. Hate having friends that are just over the internet. Yeah, I know. So I really want to make more time, actually go get more one-on-one time with people and, you know, that's why I enjoyed Skyler so much because I had only met Skyler one other time, mm-hmm. you know, at Daytona, and him and I talk all the time. Yeah. So, but actually being able to go to his house and spend a day with him and crash and get yeah. that on one time, man, it's different. You build those relationships a whole lot better, and it, it just yeah. connection. Yeah, you learn you learn them outside of reptiles, which is cool. Like you get yeah. to know them on a personal level. Yeah. As well as the reptile side. It's cool. But if you make it to Tinley in uh, any October, I know Skyler and Jack are coming this October. Skyler and Jack are coming? Yeah, yeah, man. They're okay. gonna, I'm going to fly into St. Louis, and then we're all going to drive up probably. So they're going to fly into St. Louis? I'm trying to get them to fly into St. Louis, yeah. It's so we'll pronounced St. Louis. St. Louis, the crackhead capital of the world. <laughs> you obviously haven't been to Beaufort. <laughs> you obviously haven't been to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good point. No, I can guarantee you St. Louis is worse than, yeah, than here. Probably, most definitely. No, dude, if they're flying out, I they say they are, so it's it's on air, it's it's written down in, in podcast form, so they have to come now, but I you can actually probably count me in on that. Bet. Let me I, know. If if everybody's flying St. Louis, we can all ride down together. Yeah, I'd I'd actually be super down for that. Yeah, it's only uh, it's about a three and a half hour drive north from me, so it's not too bad. Oh yeah, I'm I'll actually try and make that work. And then we can try to set up and go go to Bill's place too, because he's on the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Get oh, the yeah. alligator snapping turtle for me. <laughs> I don't think I can bring that on the plane, but. Yeah, just throw it in your backpack. Dude. Yeah, you got carry on. People can bring their chihuahuas. Those are more of a, a safety concern than an alligator snapping turtle is. Just say it's your emotional support alligator snapping. Exactly. I need it or I have severe anxiety. <laughs> so would it be a get in on Friday, fly back on Monday type of thing? Do you know what they're kind of planning? So on? I think Skylar can only take two days. So he's going to do Friday, Saturday, fly out Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure what Jack's going to do, but if you have the time, I'd say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then fly out Monday. No, I mean, I could get in on, I can take time off of work without anything yeah. for that. So, uh, I would probably do that, get in on Thursday or Friday, and then fly out on Monday. Because, like, I know the show is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you just kind of go for Saturday, if you crash at Tinley and come back. It's, I mean, it's, it's a two-day show for sure. Yeah. It's, it's gnarly. So you'd probably crash at Tinley on Saturday. Yeah. Hit the show Sunday, come back Sunday. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Do that. I'll put it in the calendar. We can all we can all uh split a room and get nice and cozy together. Hey, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it, man. I'm com- yeah. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Same. <laughs> and somebody Wait. else's. Yeah, no, I'll yeah, I will. And other people's <laughs> No, I'm definitely actually now that you bring that up, I'm actually probably definitely gonna start putting some money to the side and try and work out a plane ticket. Yeah, man. Do it. Yeah. Open okay. invite. Just let me know. Yeah, man. I got you. I'll I'll start looking at the plane tickets like this weekend. I ain't gonna lie. Hell yeah. I'll look into that. That's yeah. That sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. I've always I've been wanting to go to for like dude the last probably four or five years, man. I've it's- I go twice a year, every year. It's just, it's a good time. Yeah. It's like, for you, it's like driving Daytona for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, it's nothing. And Tinley, dude, I've always wanted to go to Tinley mostly for the show. Like, it seems like that's kind of the, kind of the show of the year. You know? Yeah. Tinley's one of the biggest shows in the U.S. now, and especially October. You know, March, I know the March show kind of, it's a little bit not as busy, but October, I've heard, it's like, yeah, he goes. If you're gonna fly in for a show, October's the show for sure. Billy should be too. He's there every October. Yeah, he usually vends. Yeah. So that'd be a good time. Yeah, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work that out. I'm gonna work that out. I'm kind of excited now. <laughs> I didn't think about that for this year, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make that. I'll make it work. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well. We are past the two-hour mark now, so unless we have any closing comments, Mitty. No. Got anything no. else? I don't. Well, where can people find you, buddy, if uh, they want to get a hold of you, talk some geckos and snakes and whatnot? So, BM Exotics on Instagram. That's I'm, I'm on Instagram. It's a problem. I'm on it all day, every day. So, just send me a message on there, and I'll usually get back to you within a half hour, unless I'm busy. And then... Uh, I just had my personal Facebook page that I'm not on that often. So if you if you want to get a hold of me, Instagram, where it's at. Same. Yes. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Get yourself something nice. Get yourself a nice cage. Get yourself a nice rack. There's three people right here in front of you that can attest that they are phenomenal cages phenomenal products and i mean look at that look at the craftsmanship look at it the pageantry there's the there's a tumbler that i won by the way the snakes and stogies oh yeah (laughs) nice winning all kinds of stuff over the over the years brennan's good luck i am (laughs) and then uh so check out black box and then check out steve snake shwarian's venom hot sauce uh, grab you some, help Steve out. He's good dudes, good hot sauce. Nice, even if you're not a hot sauce person, still nice little cool collectible kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we'll be back for Snakes and Stogies on Monday. As far as I know, shouldn't have anything going on. Sometimes Phil is like, oh, I got to do this. And then we have to shift things around. But uh, as far as I know, that's not happening right now. So. We'll be back Monday night, 9 p.m. EST. It is episode 
155, I think. Nice. I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Brendan. You were definitely the best, the best pinch hit we could come up with. Our original guest had which hopefully he's on next week or the week after. But, you know, I was talking to Smitty. So I was like, man, you know, who are we going to get on? Because this was literally yesterday. I was like, wait, Brendan. Like, we we haven't had him on. We need to have him on. So, like, that was – this was perfect. It worked out great. Super happy you come on. This was definitely a fun episode. You know, you're one of my favorite people in this hobby. So it was – Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You do some awesome shit, and I'm really glad we got to chat you up. And Yeah, man. Anytime. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank bro. you all. Have a good night. We'll see you later. Thank you.